Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. Today, I thought it would be helpful to look at the first week of President Joe Biden, and I, I've, I've called him the puppet president uh, because it is really clear that he's just simply a placeholder when it comes to someone in a position that it really isn't a lot of things that he wants to do or get done. I mean, they, they may or may not be, but but he just basically does what his handlers want him to do. I think many have even seen the video lately of the uh, executive orders that he was signing on his first day and, and how he even said, I don't even know what this one is, but I'm going to go ahead and sign it. And so anyway... Uh, I, I think it's pretty clear that that he is just a puppet president or a placeholder, and uh, and and yet it's it's going to be interesting to see what he actually does do uh, in in his time in office, and and so I thought it would be a good time to look back uh, over this last week that he's been president and see what he actually has done in that first week. Uh, I think it's also interesting that on the campaign trail. Uh, that he said that anyone who uh, uses executive orders uh, extensively to get things done uh, is a tyrant. And he was, of course, trying to, to talk about uh, President Trump at the time and the fact that he had done some executive orders uh, overturning uh, the one who was the king of executive orders, and that was President Obama, uh, who, who did so much by executive order, which actually allowed it to be reversed. Now, you may ask, well, what is an executive order? An ex- executive order basically is the executive branch uh, giving orders on how to carry out law. So the executive branch, for the most part, does not create law. Uh, it is law. The law is uh, creation part portion of government is uh, specifically given in the Constitution to Congress. And so Congress is the one who makes laws. The executive branch carries out those laws and enforces those laws. And then, of course, the Supreme Court makes sure that those laws are constitutional. That's kind of how our founding fathers set everything up. And so uh, when it comes to the executive branch enforcing those laws and executing those laws, a lot of that is done by executive order, which basically means that the Congress, when they make a law, they don't get real specific into things. They just basically say, you know, here's the skeleton of the law, and then they leave it up to bureaucrats, usually, uh, to then come up with the specifics of the law and how it's to be enforced. And so um, executive orders are are those the, the, the means by which the executive branch does a lot of things. But what that means is that the president, who is the head of the executive branch, can whoever is president can then just simply write a new executive order saying, hey, we're going to do things differently under my administration. And, and so when, uh, when Obama did so many things by exec, executive order saying, hey, I don't even need the Congress. I am powerful enough that I can just simply do it. Uh, then, yeah, he could do it for the time he was in office, but then when Trump got in there, he uh, reversed many of the things. And so, um, so that's, what, that's what we see when it comes to executive orders. Uh, and, and Biden said that anybody who uses those executive orders uh, exclusively or, or, uh, is basically a tyrant. And so 
uh, it is interesting then now to see that in his first week, he has actually written 33 executive orders. So anyway, we'll, that, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll move on from there. But uh, it was interesting to see, uh, I, I, I was able to, to uh, read an article uh, from yesterday, actually, the 26th of January, uh, by uh, Market Watch. It was a Market Watch article, Victor uh, Rec. Reclectus, I guess is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, I'm sorry if I butchered that one. Robert uh, Schroeder also helped him in that. And basically what they did is they listed a number of uh, executive orders and things that he's done in his first week. And so let's take a quick look at those and let, and I'm going to give a little commentary to each one or you know, many of them anyway. Um, so uh, first of all, he re-engaged with the World Health Organization, or the WHO. He ended the withdrawal process. Now, many thought that we withdrew uh, from the WHO because of their incompetence and and, and whatnot, uh, particularly centered around the the, uh, China virus. Uh, But we actually did not. We actually did not withdraw uh, from that process. We gave them a letter saying we were going to, but that wasn't going to take place until July of this year. And so we, we literally have not withdrawn from them. But uh, what he has uh, signed here is saying that we will not with, withdraw. We're ending that process. Now, this is interesting because uh, let me give you a timeline of the China virus and what happened. And I'm going to do this as quickly as possible here. <clears throat> On January 7th, the CDC establishes that COVID-19 response system uh, and and they do that to track cases in the U.S. January 14th, again, and this is all of, two th- of 2020, January 14th, the WHO says there is no evidence of human-to-human transmission. Now, we know that there was, and we know that this was going on, but when they, quote, investigated, they said no evidence of human-to-human transmission, so we don't have to worry about this new China virus. January 20th, first reported cases of COVID-19 in the U.S. And then January 31st, President Trump announces travel restrictions from China. On January 31st, on that very same day, Nancy Pelosi proposes that the, quote, no ban act is what she proposed. And what that did was it restricted what Trump can do with restrictions. <laughs> I know, just weird. But she she saw that these travel restrictions were coming down from China. She didn't like that. She didn't want that, thought it was racist. And so she proposed the No Ban Act that would prevent Trump from making travel restrictions to, uh, you know, uh, in place for countries. Uh, on the very same day, January 31st, The Hill reports that Trump is being accused of being racist by Democrats. So a number of Democrats are saying, hey, this China ban, it's racist. And so you can't do that. We, we, don't, we don't want you to do that. We need, we need you to, to not be racist or xenophobic and, and this type of thing. So February 6th, about a week later, the CDC ships its first testing kits. So that Trump got everything going uh, and the CDC uh, actually ships testing kits for the virus. On February 24th, Nancy Pelosi tours Chinatown in San Francisco and invites all to come there and, and, and be along with her uh, there in San Francisco. 
she's basically saying hey there's no problem with this china virus it's uh, th this is a trump thing he's trying to blow it out of proportion here come on down and be with me down here in san francisco february 29th first person dies of covid 19 in the u.s march 2nd pharmaceutical companies begin developing a vaccine on march 2nd that's when they began doing this march 3rd the who announces quote covid 19 spreads less uh, efficiently than the flu transmission does not appear to be driven by people who are not sick unquote so the, the who is saying that that don't worry about it uh, people who aren't sick can't spread it. It, sp it it doesn't really spread very very much in fact the flu spreads much faster than this and so don't worry about it this is this is our determination on march 3rd is when they came out with this. March 10th, Italy announces travel ban restrictions. March 11th, Trump announces travel restrictions from Europe. And March 12th, the next day, Joe Biden accuses Trump of xenophobia. He's saying that by doing these restrictions, these travel restrictions, that he is being racist. Um, March 13th, the very next day, Trump declares a national emergency. And And I could go on. I could go on with this timeline. But basically what I'm trying to show here is that the who completely botched this thing and it was it was a big part of the problem and now we are now re-engaging with the the world health organization when they've shown how incompetent they were when it came to the china virus i'll also uh, just a kind of a side note here the top three contributors to the the who and this is quarter three of 2020 and directly from their website Number one contributor to the WHO is Germany at 18% of their, their income. Uh, number two, what just, I mean, just a shade under, it's like 17.9 or something percent of their, of their income comes from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Just kind of an inter interesting side note. And then the third uh, is the U.S. who contributes 7% uh, of their income. All right, let's let's keep moving on. We're not going to have enough time here. Uh, create uh, he he Joe Biden created a position of COVID nineteen response coordinator. Um, he did this by executive order on his first day. Uh, you know, under Trump, President Vice President Pence actually held that position, and so we didn't have to pay for a response coordinator. But all right, uh, so the next thing he rejoins the Paris Climate uh, Agreement now. This is not something that's been voted on by Congress, and so uh, this is not something that we absolutely have to be held to. Uh, and it's interesting that China is the world's biggest carbon dioxide emitter and is responsible for almost 30% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions, if you believe in the greenhouse thing. Um, and that is double of what the U.S. percentage is. U.S. percentage is, is somewhere around 15 uh, and, you know, it, uh, when we were not a part of this Paris Climate Agreement, we reduced our levels of carbon emissions, whereas all these countries in the Paris Agreement actually increased. Um, this, this, is, this is something that is going to kill jobs. It's something that's going to cause a lot of heartache uh, if we follow what they want us to do. And why are we the ones having to do everything when everybody else in the world is not? Um, just kind of, you know, we could, we'll probably 
uh, talk a little bit more about this in another podcast, but that's that's something that was completely unnecessary in my estimation. Uh, all right, he revoked uh, the permit for the Keystone XL pipeline. Uh, he put a pause on energy leasing to Anwar, and he did this by executive order on his first day. Um, just the cancellation of the Keystone pipeline alone, that's going to... That's that's going to take away at least eleven thousand jobs. It's going to kill at least eleven thousand jobs. Just the pipeline alone. Uh, we we see that uh, Canada and some others have actually even sued the U.S. now because of this. There's going to be some there's going to be some major things that were repercussions from just this one executive order. And again, probably uh, you know a podcast for another time. But this this is major. And it is something that, that I think uh, pe- people are really going to regret uh, in the future. All right. Uh, asked agencies to extend uh, eviction and foreclosure me- um, moratoriums. That was a request on the first day. Uh, you know, here he is hurting the small landlord. I mean, who's the one that can't uh, really go very much longer without... Uh, they're still having to pay their mortgage on these on these rentals. But if, if they're not getting rent, then obviously that's hurting the small landlord the most and that's what he's doing here with this um he asked the education department to extend student loan pause and this was a request on the first day uh, obviously this you know, under their mentality this is favoring the rich and disproportionately affecting minorities because they're the ones that uh, uh you know the, the 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 ones that are going to college and can afford, can afford to go to college are disproportionately white uh, and rich and so if that's the case he's 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 doing things here that are um affecting uh, the um the minorities obviously in this case so uh we'll we'll move on with the weird logic uh, uh he also launched an initiative to advance racial equity ending the 1776 commission this was an executive order on his first day now the 1776 commission you may not know what that was, but basically it was a an attempt to to look at history, uh, real history of, of our country. Um, the sixteen nineteen project. I know a lot of numbers here, but the sixteen nineteen project was a project that was uh, pushed uh, by Obama and and others. Um, it, it was a basically it, it it was it was taking history and turning it on its head and and revising history. Uh, the 1619 project that says, get this, the founding fathers declared independence from Great Britain because they wanted to maintain slavery in this country. That's part of what it, it, it says. Everything about the U.S. is founded in racism, according to them. And, and we are just irredeemable because everything that this country is based on and our foundation is, is racism. It's this systemic racism thing that, that they only... Uh, redeeming thing that we can do for this country it's completely tear it down everything about it the constitution everything and just rebuild it into a a marxist type of of country that would mean that we would no longer be steeped in racism in this country that's what the 1619 project is basically about well trump came and said hey this is this, this kind of stuff is just garbage so let's actually um, have a commission that would that would uh, promote real history of our uh, of our country, and that was the seventeen seventy six commission. And actually, if you go onto the White House uh, website, you can no longer uh, see that any line has been taken down. So uh, anyway, that was the executive order. Uh, revoke. Uh, he he also re- revoked order uh, that aims to 
exclude undocumented immigrants from the census. Uh, this was an executive order on his first day. So now we are to count non-citizens as, as citizens. And that's, that's what he wants us to do. Uh, what this does is it takes sanctuary states uh, and they will have now a greater representation in Congress, of course. Because the more, if, if we can count undocumented citizens, if we can count illegal aliens within our census, then now we have greater numbers and we have better representation when it comes to Congress. So um, anyway, just, just a complete, complete idiot uh, thing to do here. And I, I think this is, this is a, you know, if, if the purpose of the census is to get accurate numbers, this is not a way to do that. Uh, all right. Uh, he preserved and fortified the, the DACA. Uh, which helps the, quote, dreamers, unquote, with, with a, ma- a memorandum on uh, the 20th of January, which is his first day. Uh, this cemented, uh, this cements Obama's mistake. I mean, the, 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 the DACA thing was terrible. Just basically say, hey, if you can get your, your sons and daughters here, we'll take them in. And, uh, and that, was, that was a terrible, terrible thing uh, for those kids. Now, they, I mean, they, you know, the, the simple fact they put these guys in limbo is just, just a, an awful thing to do. And this just cements that. Uh, all right. Uh, he required mask, uh, mask and distancing on all federal property and by uh, federal workers by executive order on the first day. And of, of which he immediately violated because he was celebrating this. I mean, literally, they asked his press secretary, why would he violate his own order immediately after he just signed it? And she literally said that he was cele- he did it because he was celebrating and that he had greater things to worry about than his mask. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Moving on. Reverse uh, travel ban targeting primary Muslim countries by executive order on the first day. Uh, now, this was not targeting mu- Muslim countries. In fact, half of those countries were not even Muslim. Uh, and, and we're going to get to this here in a, in a second too, but, um, you know, this, this, this reversing of the travel bans to some of these countries that, that, uh, COVID has hit pretty hard, uh, is just baffling to be honest with you. Uh, he put a stop to construction on the border wall. This was a proclamation on the first day. Uh, even though now, I mean, here's, here's the inter- interesting thing. Uh, illegal border crossings are down 87% with just a part of the wall built, the part that, that has already been built, but he's going to put an end to that. And, and yet he's going to build a, a fence and a razor wire wall around the white house. I it just, it, it, the, the lack of logic here just is astounding. All right. He combat, uh, he, he signed, uh, an executive order to combat discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. Uh, he required ethics uh, pledges of executive branch personnel. That was an executive order on the first day. And this is a, just completely unenforceable. You can't, you can't enforce this thing, uh, but he's going, he's, it's, it's a showpiece uh, for him. Uh, he modernized and, um, uh, and, and improved regulatory, uh, regulatory review uh, in a ma- memorandum. He, he put an end to quote harsh and extreme immigration enforcement unquote by an executive order um and already we see caravans trying to get to the country before the 100 days are up i mean that's literally what they're saying is that hey biden has given us a date yeah we have 100 days to get inside the u.s borders and then we can be made into citizens and and that's what we're seeing here uh he also extended uh protection uh for deportation 
uh, and uh, of, of people from the U.S. Now, this was a memorandum on the on his first day. This means that many convicted murderers and 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 all kinds of crimes uh, can't can't be deported. I mean, literally, these people can no longer be deported for at least this first hundred days. He's literally neutered ICE. I mean, what what reason do they have if you uh, of capturing these people if, if they're just going to be let go and not deported anyway? So this is this is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. If you if you are one of those parents whose uh, you know children have have been murdered or or you know uh, daughters raped or whatever the case may be, and here you have uh, you have people who can't be deported because of this, you would be furious. Uh, he revoked certain executive orders concerning federal regulations. That was uh, one a, an executive order. He um, put a freeze on any new pending regulations. You know, Trump eliminated eight regulations for everyone, and yet he's now going to not only um, you know revoke many of those federal re- uh, regulations that uh, that uh, that were put into place, but now he is putting a freeze on any of the new ones that were in there. It's it. In other words, Biden definitely looks like he likes red tape. Red tape is his best friend. So, uh, all right. Phil supply shortfalls in the fight versus COVID with Defense uh, Production Act um, executive order on the second day. I mean, can anyone tell me what COVID-19 supply shortfalls there are? I think this, again, is just uh, a showpiece. Increased... FEMA reimbursement to states and uh, for the National Guard on the second day, uh, may, you know, maybe letting them uh, sleep, you know, somewhere else other than a cold, you know, parking garage with one bathroom and for, you know, five thousand National Guard people. Maybe that would be a little bit better than uh, than cookies and reimbursement to their states. All right, uh, establish COVID nineteen pandemic testing board. Um, are we having a problem getting people tested for the China virus? I haven't heard it. Uh, bolstering access to COVID-19 treatments uh, and a clinic and clinical care. Are there people really dying because they can't get treatment for COVID? I haven't seen that either. Improved collection analysis uh, of COVID-related data. Now that one I would applaud if it was really going to happen. Uh, mount uh, vaccination campaign amid goals uh, such as 100 million shots in 100 days, and this was a directive. Now the problem is here that. We, we were already at 1.1 million the day that he took over. So, you know, to say that you're going to do less shots is kind of weird. Uh, his response when asked about this was, come on, man, <laughs> which is, of course, very typical. Um, and, you know, the 1.1 million uh, coming from an administration with no plan, according to him, is, you know, but he has a plan. And he's going to do less than that. All right. Provide guidance on safety reopening schools. Uh, this is this is an example of white supremacy, according to the Washington State Teachers Union. We covered that in a prior podcast. Now, OSHA guidance on keeping workers safe from COVID nineteen. Um, that it was an executive order that, of course, weaponizes OSHA, which you know the Democrats love to do. Uh, they love to weaponize these different agencies. Uh, require face masks at airports and other. Modes of transportation, uh, establish a COVID-19 health equity task force. Like there's health equity, there isn't health equity out there. Uh, support international response to COVID-19. Quote, restore U.S. global leadership. Uh, even though we had global, you know, the global response I talked about earlier. 
Uh, ask agencies to boost food aid, improve delivery of stimulus checks, uh, restore collective bargaining power to federal workers is another executive order because strengthening government worker unions is always a good thing, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, repeal ban on transgender people serving openly in the U.S. military. Of course, this just continues our social experimenting with the military. Uh, tightening the Buy America rules in government Procurement, uh, that was another executive order on the 25th. Reinstate coronavirus travel restrictions on Brazil and Europe. Uh, now, why are we loosening them on some of these, quote, Muslim countries, uh, but we're reinstating Brazil and other Europe restrictions? That's nah, just weird. Uh, and the, the Justice Department use of private, uh, private prisons by executive order. Because what government program operates better than you know, a private business? I, if, if you can, if you can show me that, that'd be awesome. But we're going to end the private prison uh, scenarios. I just don't get it. Uh, directs HUD to address discriminatory uh, housing policies, and that was a memorandum. Um, I, yeah, I would like to see what discriminatory housing practices there are. I suspect that this will be done by racist policies and implementing those. But you know, we'll see. Uh, combat racism through Asian American and Pacific Islanders. Um, does that mean that Asians with higher college test scores will be admitted to colleges over lowered test scoring blacks? I kind of doubt it. But, And lastly, uh, directs agencies to engage in uh, cons consultations with uh, the tribal governments. That was a mem memorandum on the 26th. You know, Trump was one of the very um, best presidents um, when it came to relations with the Native American community. Uh, he was very, uh, very friendly administration to them. And, and, and it even included the recognizing of the Yumbi tribe in uh, North Carolina. So uh, lots and lots of things there. This is his very first week of things, and I'm sure there's plenty more to come. <laughs> but uh, we'll be set to, to look at those things and, and tell you what we think. So anyway, uh, if, if you have any comments on this, it would be great to hear from you. And that email address is 4uncommonsense at gmail.com. That's 4, F-O-R, uncommonsense at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram, uh, me, we, and others. And so anyway, drop us a line. We'll def I'll definitely look at those uh, in person and, and uh, see those myself and respond uh, appropriately. So anyway, thanks for listening. Listening.